You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 144, Special Education Edition, From Worries to Wins, Preparing for the New School Year. Oh, hello there, my friends. So glad that you are here with me today. So this is one of our special education editions of the podcast, because obviously this is one of those times during the year as a new school year is approaching that we like to talk about special education things because we want to make sure that you're prepared and that you know um, what's available to you and all of those things. So that being said, I want to share with you some different things that we have learned through the years of working with thousands of families just like yours, transitioning into a new school year. And these lessons are just things that we've acquired through the years that we think will be helpful for you. As the school, a new school year begins, I know that so many of you probably are feeling a mix of emotions, right? Excitement, anxiety, maybe for some of you, a bit of sadness as summer comes to an end. It really depends on the dynamics of your family. You know, for some families, summer is great. For other families, not so much. You know, for our children on the spectrum, this transition to school can also be particularly challenging, but not to worry. Today, I'm going to talk about some strategies to help ensure a successful school year. Now, first and foremost, coordinating with your child's school team is crucial. Open communication and collaboration will pave the way for your child's success. You need to make sure that you are well-informed about the services and accommodations that your child is entitled to and advocate for them if necessary. If you've been with me for any amount of time, you know I always say that if your child is going to need additional educational support, learning and understanding special education is not optional it is necessary. So if you haven't already, I recommend that you reach out to the school's special education department, send them them an email and request a meeting with the IEP team to discuss your child's unique needs and set goals for the new school year. And I wanna say as a side note here, I just had a mom reach out to me last week that said that 
her school told her that she wasn't scheduled for an IEP meeting until January. All right. First of all, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes in the past about special education, uh, we have several that are very good that will tell you things that you need to know. But I want to talk about what they said to her for a minute. An IEP is done annually. That is correct. But as a parent of a child with special education services and an IEP, you can request and have IEP meetings as often as you want. That is your right. And honestly, here's the thing. It depends on your situation, whether or not you want to have a meeting at the beginning of the school year, which if it's a new school or a new teacher or maybe a new team altogether, that might be a good idea. If you are comfortable with the school and the team and you want to wait, you know, six weeks or so, so you can see how this transition goes, you have that option too. Maybe you want them to track data so that you have a clearer picture of what challenges he or she might be facing in a new school year. All good. Every situation will be different. You just have to decide what is best. But I want to make sure that you know that you have the right to have an IEP meeting as often as you feel necessary. Now, I don't recommend that you take advantage of this, but you also know what is best for your child or children. And I want you to always remember that. So, Communicating your child's strengths, challenges, and any triggers or sensitivities that they might have so the school team can work to create an inclusive and supportive environment. I always tell our parents, remember, teamwork is key. We are focused on making sure your child is successful. So now let's talk transitions and routine change. Transitions can be, you know, really difficult for our kids on the spectrum. They might struggle with new people to meet, new routines to learn, and the sensory overload of the busy school environment is a big one. You have to give them and yourself grace and understanding during this time. It's okay to take things slowly and support them through these changes. A good idea is something you can do is start implementing the new school year routine gradually, right? A few weeks before school starts. Now, for those of you that you're starting this week, we're behind the ball. But, you know, you want to give your child time to adjust to the new changes and schedules and expectations. Start waking up earlier every day and work on getting into a routine, You can also make visual schedules or social stories that outline the new school routine. That helps them understand what to expect. And that can also reduce their anxiety. And you guys know anxiety and autism generally run parallel for many of our kids. And now I want to talk about managing expectations and mindset. Because yes, mindset matters. And managing your expectations is really important. I don't want you going into this expecting everything to fall into place right away. 
you have to recognize that progress takes time. And it's okay if things don't go perfectly from day one. You want to focus on the small victories, celebrate them, and remember that changing your perspective can make a world of difference. When you stay focused on the positive, that can positively impact your child's development significantly. Set realistic goals for their academic, social, and emotional development. Celebrate their progress, no matter how small. That builds their confidence and motivation. Encourage them. Acknowledge their efforts. And let them know that it's all right to face challenges. We need to all remember that the journey is as important as the destination. Because we're all learning along the way through the journey. I also think that it's important to teach your child about the power of yet. Yet. Y-E-T. That it's okay not to know or do something right the first time. But with effort and practice, we all learn. You can't learn something new if you're not willing to do something that you don't know how to do. Teach them that. That's an important life lesson. So they're not scared to try something different or new. And your attitude and enthusiasm and optimism can also make a significant impact on their attitude towards school. When you're projecting a positive attitude about school, right? Talking about the good things like reconnecting with friends and making new ones and getting new school supplies and school clothes, all of those things will help your child to feel excited and hopeful about the new school year. I also want to tell you to encourage them to talk to you about their feelings and concerns about school, and you need to validate their emotions. Give them reassurance and understanding. Look, if it's a new school or a new teacher, them being nervous is normal. Tell them that. Tell them that all the other kids are nervous and scared too. Don't tell them not to be nervous. There's nothing to be scared about. Don't be nervous. Tell them everyone gets nervous when they start something new. And the good news is that it goes away when it's not new anymore, which always happens. You have to ease their mind by letting them know that nothing has gone wrong. Their feelings are completely normal. Our kids have a hard enough time navigating their emotions. So when we tell them, yes, of course you feel that way, that will lessen their worry and anxiety. Communicating with your child's teacher is critical to their success at school and in the classroom. And you can be a tremendous resource in helping them have a smooth transition into a new classroom with a new teacher. Share information about your child's strengths 
challenges, share with them things that have and haven't worked in the past. And for our members, there are some great resources and templates in the member portal under educational resources that you can use for this. Like I said, schedule a meeting so you can review things and that you're confident that the new teacher, the new staff, the new therapist, that they understand the specific accommodations and support that your child needs. And now I just want to talk about really quick, let's talk about new teachers or therapists or paras or staff. I want to encourage you to give them the benefit of the doubt. Understand that they may not have experience with autism. They may need time to learn how to support your child effectively. Share helpful resources and information about autism with the new teacher or para or staff. Heck, give them a link to this podcast. We have tons of teachers and staff members that listen to this podcast. When you offer insights into your child's learning style and strategies that have worked in the past, that can be helpful for them. And don't believe every, everything that you've heard, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> Allow yourself and the teacher or therapist or staff time to see progress and see how it plays out. Building trust and understanding is essential. Request regular check-ins with the teacher to discuss your child's progress and how they're doing. Ask them what is their preferred way to communicate because every teacher likes something different. Some like email, some like a daily or a weekly chart that goes back and forth. Find out what they prefer and make that work. I will tell you though, one thing that is very important, having everything in writing. So whatever form of communication, if you talk to the teacher in the car line or they call you about something, we always recommend that you follow up with an email, just summarizing what was discussed. And I can't emphasize that to you enough of how important a paper trail can be in special education. So if you just start making it a habit, then you have it is part of what you do. It's just something that you always do. Now I want to give you 12 additional recommendations that can help make the school year successful for both you and your children. And remember, not all of these will apply to your children, but use the ones that do based on their development and needs. And the others might be something that you use, you know, later down the road. Create visuals, supports, social stories, visual schedules to help your child understand daily routines and reduce their anxiety. Practice calming and coping strategies, right? Like deep breathing or using sensory tools like fidget toys or modeling clay to manage their stress and sensory overload. Celebrate achievements. Praise and rewards can motivate your child to engage in appropriate desired behaviors and make learning a more positive experience. And that's what we want for them. 
Number four, promote social opportunities. So we want to encourage our children to participate in social activities to the extent of their ability. And you know what that is. But the goal is to learn the dynamics of building and maintaining friendships and help them improve their social skills. Number five, provide sensory support. Work with the school to create sensory-friendly spaces or provide you know, sensory tools like noise-canceling headphones, fidget toys, all the things that our children need to stay regulated. Number six, stay actively involved. That means attend school events and parent-teacher conferences. You want to stay informed and actively participate at your child's school. They should know who you are, first name basis. That is how us moms of kids with additional needs do it. They know who we are. Number seven, collaborate with the school to create a support plan for challenges that your child may face. So maybe that's a behavior intervention plan, or maybe it's a one-on-one para for different parts of the day during transitions or when it's needed, or maybe it's just accommodations on the IEP. Whatever that looks like, make sure that those are in place. Number eight, gradual independence. And this is really, really important for our children. Gradually encouraging them to take on more responsibilities. Maybe that's packing their own lunch or having a checklist of what they need to have for different classes. This is going to build their self-confidence while also improving their executive functioning skills. Encourage them to use visual cues or checklists because that's all about self-awareness and accountability, which is just going to help them learn to self-regulate. Number nine, and this is a big one for us, choice making. Offer choices whenever possible. So like when they're selecting a preferred activity or choosing between two acceptable options. This empowers them, right? Helps their decision-making skills and gives them a sense of control. And if your child is anything like mine, this is a big one. He loves making his own decisions. So I allow that to happen by giving him choices. But remember, I am his mother. I'm his person. I know by now what he's going to choose. So I might always make his choices to my advantage. And trust me, you will learn to do the same. Number 10, problem-solving skills. Teach problem-solving strategies and encourage them to identify and solve challenges that come up. This promotes critical thinking, which our kiddos usually need ongoing help with this. Number 11, peer buddies encourage friendships with neurotypical peers or mentors who can support your child in social situations and with academic tasks. This just creates inclusion and promotes a positive social experience. Talk to your IEP team about this. Talk about where can we add this in for him. This is important. Number 12, organizational tools. There are so many options available. Maybe it's 
color-coded folders or a school planner to help them keep track of their assignments, their deadlines, their checklists. Help them feel more in control. Remember, building their independence is a gradual process and each child is gonna require different levels of support and guidance. As I wrap up this episode, I want to encourage you to remember that the new school year, while it might have its challenges, with the right support and strategies, it can be a rewarding experience for both you and your child. You are not alone in this journey and your dedication and commitment are what make all the difference. You are your child's biggest advocate and your belief in their abilities can move mountains. So believe in yourself and your ability to advocate for their needs. And listen, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other moms who may benefit from these insights too. I wish you and your children a wonderful new school year filled with making memories and above all, endless possibilities for their continued growth and development. Until next week, have a great week. And remember, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are Not Your Average Autism Mom. It's my favorite place to be, so head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com, to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the waitlist so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.